Welcome to the Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Today, Pastor Ed Young continues a series of talks titled Drones, where we dive into the power of God. In this installment, What Can God Do?, we explore the incredible power of God and how He wants to empower us. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. One night I walked outside in our driveway and as I was looking, I saw a giant bug walk across the cement. He was just making his way across our driveway and he had an attitude. The closer I looked to him, I recognized the species. It was an emperor beetle. I mean, a big one. You can see the biceps and the triceps of this bug. He was like walking with swagger, all of his legs moving in cadence. So I just got down and I looked at this bug eyeball to eyeball. He probably had 400 eyes, but I'm looking at him and I'm saying to myself, this bug is gonna walk right in my face. He's not gonna move. He's not veering to the right, to the left. This bug has a serious, serious attitude. So then I got up, got a little stick, picked him up and put him back in the grass and he went on his merry way. That beetle didn't know he was messing with a human being, did he? He didn't know that he was facing someone that owned the lot he was on, that owned the, the, the driveway, that owned the house. It was a beetle, a little beetle brain insect. Yet he had come face to face with this human being, this, this force, this person, much bigger, much greater, much more powerful than his little brain could capture. How often in our lives do we do the same thing? In our Beatlesque mentality, we come face to face with God, our all-powerful God, and we don't realize how powerful, how awesome, how amazing God is. The Bible says from cover to cover that God is omnipotent. You ever heard of the phrase God Almighty? It's in the Bible 345 times. That phrase simply means God is omnipotent. He is omnipotent. He's all powerful. And so often we forget about the power of God. We're like the beetle. We forget who it is we're facing, who it is we're, we're trying to negotiate. 
God is all powerful. We love power in our world today. People say, I'm having a power lunch, or I'm on a power trip, or man, that girl just wants power, or man, that's powerful, or I want to be a powerful leader, a powerful communicator, a power hitter, a power player. Power, power, I want personal power. We love power, we love it, and that's okay. The true source of all power is God. Let me say it again. The true source of all power is God. And when it comes to God, we need to understand that God has different qualities, different attributes. Some of his attributes are communicable, like love, grace, mercy. We can catch those if you feel me. Others of his qualities would be incommunicable. His omnipresence, his omniscience, his omnipotence, the Trinity. We have nothing to really compare those attributes to, really. Even this illustration about drones, drones break down, or, or you can talk about you know, an athlete who's all over the field, he's not, or she's not really omnipresent, or you can talk about someone who's really brilliant, or or some computer or whatever. I mean, they're not all knowing. So, so it's very tough to understand, to really get our little beetle brains around the attributes of God. Think about extreme sports. We're like, yeah, man, I just, I just wanna do extreme stuff. I wanna, I wanna ride on the ragged edge of adrenaline. And you know, I just wanna take a risk and I wanna dive with sharks and I wanna jump off a cliff and I want to surf over there. And, and like to ride fast in these cars. And I like to take, I like to just be on the edge. Others of us go, well, I want to see a movie that ah, frightens me. All those things are fine and dandy. Those things, though, are needs in our lives that reflect the greatest need, which is to come in contact with our all-powerful God. Because in worship, we can have awe. In worship, we can have wonder. It's part of reverencing our great God. And today, I'm just gonna frame a little talk about the omnipotence of God, because hopefully, as I talk about some aspects of his omnipotence, I want to unpack this question, and I want you to, to look for this question in my comments. Because anytime you talk about God being all-powerful, people always ask this question. All right, if God is all-powerful, why doesn't he use his power to stop the suffering in the world? Fair question. Why doesn't he use his power to stop death? Why doesn't he use his power to stop disease or depression? Why? 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 As we unpack some of these aspects of God's omnipotence, I think you'll understand, and I'll understand as best we can in our beetle brains, a little bit about the answers to those questions. First of all, I want you to notice that God's power is unusual. I mean, let's face it, it's unusual. No other power we can think about has the kind of power that God has. Several days ago, Lisa and I had some friends over to eat, and Lisa was 
cooking a beef tenderloin. I didn't realize it, but we had a power problem with our oven. Our oven just kind of shut down. So the beef tenderloin was not cooked all the way through. Here's the situation. You don't appreciate power until you're out of it. Isn't that true? You don't really think about it until it's not there. Our great God is powerful. He's all powerful. He can do anything and everything. He has all power and his power is unusual. The psalmist said in Psalm 89:8, who is like you, Lord God Almighty? Again, that's God, you're omnipotent. You, Lord, are mighty and your faithfulness surrounds you. Now, some of you who are statisticians are going, well, there's gotta be some stuff that God can't do. And you're saying God's all powerful, and yes, he is. The Bible says it from cover to cover. I mean, how about, are there some, some aspects that, that God cannot really tackle, that God will not do? And the answer is yes. I've listed five in my margin. You might wanna jot these down right quick. Here's what God cannot do. God cannot do certain things. Number one, he cannot do anything that's inconsistent with his character. Number two, he can't lie. Number three, he will not hydroplane over sin. Number four, he will not rescue an unrepentant person. And number five, he will not punish anyone who's innocent. Conversely, human beings, we can do all of those things. God can't. I thought I'd just kind of toss that in. You remember Jeremiah? Jeremiah had a pretty difficult task. 17 years of age, God said, okay, I want you to deliver a very unpopular message to the, the southern part of this nation, and it was called Judah. And basically, Jeremiah was supposed to say to the people that 10 of the 12 tribes were gonna be taken captive, and he said it, and people didn't dig it. Social media was blowing up. The haters were slurp, slurping haterade. They didn't dig him, and he got thrown in prison. And this prison was brutal. It was a well. And, and, and he was like, oh, man, his family and friends and everybody, they were hating on him, hating on him, hating on him. Well, he began to have this conversation with God. And, and in Jeremiah 32, 17, guess what they talk about? The fact that God is all-powerful, all-sovereign Lord. The heavens and the earth you've made by your great power and outstretched arm, nothing, nothing is too hard for you. Remember though, God always uses his power that's consistent with his character and consistent with his amazing agenda. And we don't always know and understand what God's agenda, what God's sovereign will is. So at the end of the hunt, we've got to trust. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. 
As a token of our gratitude for supporting the Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Notice also, God's power is available. God being God could have said, well, I'm all powerful, and humans, you're like powerless because you've sinned. My standards are perfect. I'm holy, you're not. Too bad, so sad. God, though, not only has made us, he has given us his power. In other words, God's power is on tap in your life and mine. We either receive it or not. Think about God just for a second. He sent Jesus and Jesus became powerless, lived a sinless life, beaten, abused, betrayed, taken advantage of, tortured. How could God allow bad things to happen to good people. Died on the cross, took your shame and my game, your sin and mine upon his life. He died. God allows it. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The compensation of our conduct is condemnation. That's what we deserve. Yet God stepped through time and history, he intervened, sent Jesus to die, and because God is omnipotent, Jesus rose again. He burst forth with resurrection power, giving us an opportunity to tap into it. You've heard about the 12-step program. I think everybody should go through the 12-step program. All the 12 steps are from the Bible, if you do the research on it. What's the first step? You have to admit, I'm powerless. I'm powerless, God. We cannot change, we cannot understand God's purpose and plan until we say, God, I'm powerless. I'm weak. And then by confessing our weakness, and powerlessness, then we have the power of God. So the way up is down, it's the upside down kingdom. Isaiah said this, Isaiah 40, 28 and 31. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak, even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble. 
and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like, ah, ah. They will run and not grow. They will walk and not faint. That's our promise. That's the power of God. So God's power is unusual, it's available. Have you tapped into it? Anybody weary here? Anybody tired here? Anybody wanna give up here? Maybe you wanna give up in a marriage? Maybe you wanna give up in, in your career? Maybe you wanna give up in your calling? God's power is on tap. But notice something else, the third aspect of the omnipotence of God. God's power is transformational. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Now, I love this text because Simon Peter, here's a guy that said, Jesus, I am the power man. I'm so powerful. I mean, when you go through a difficult situation, I'll be there. I got your back, my brother. And Jesus said, hey, Simon Peter, you're going to have a power outage very soon. The deepest point of Christ's need, when he needed Power friends like Simon Peter, Simon Peter totally bailed, cursed a blue streak when they asked him if he knew Jesus, then bolted. Jesus, though, reinstated him. Simon Peter admitted his powerlessness. He became one of the most powerful people to ever walk on the planet. And here's what he said. His divine power, this word power dunamis in the Greek, we get the word dynamite from it. His divine power has given us everything, not some things, we need for a godly life, everything. So I've got the total package for a godly life through our knowledge of him. That's why we're doing this series, through our knowledge of him. The more we understand the nature and the character of God, the communicable and incommunicable attributes of him, the deeper we'll grow in him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Think about the dynamite power of God. It can bust up a hard heart. It can take away those rough edges. It can give us the power to face any and every situation. The fourth thing I wanna to talk to you about regarding the omnipotence of God, God's power is purposeful. God has a mighty purpose and a plan for your life and mine. I'm gonna read, that's a good place too to, to clap. I'm gonna read Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that all things, doesn't say all things are good. Some things are hellacious. Some things are unfair. Some things are horrible. There are children right now, all over the world, dying, dying. And some have died right after I said that sentence. There are people, great people, godly people, who have terminal illnesses. I mean, why doesn't God, why doesn't God use his power to intervene and change their lives? Why doesn't God show up and heal? That's a great question. Obviously, we lived in a fallen place we live in a sin-stained place. The Bible's very clear there will be disease, there will be problems. Even those of us who were 
righteous who are believers, we will go through difficult times. Everybody will die. That doesn't mean we don't pray for healing. That doesn't mean that we don't pray for Jesus to intervene. But many times I've prayed and people have died. People have not gotten better. The situation has not changed from suffering to success. Other times I've prayed and I've seen amazing stuff happen. I don't know. I really don't know. I've got to understand, God, it's according to your purpose and your power and your sovereignty and your will. Let's go back to Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, good things and bad things, unfair things, hellacious things, terrible things, terrific things, and we know that God works in all things, right, for the good. So we know that in all things, God works for the good. And we know, we, no, 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 that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. Now, in the world today, there's a real sexy stream of theology that is non-biblical called the Word of Faith Movement. It basically says, if you have enough faith, you can believe God for your miracle and you can make God do what you want him to do. So wait a minute, God's a genie now? He's my UPS boy now? So if I believe God for a bigger house and a Bentley, if I believe God for this, if I confess it, what I want, then God has to show up because of my faith. Sounds cool, that's jacked up. It doesn't hold biblical water. The apostle Paul, three times Paul said, Lord, heal this thorn in my flesh. We're talking St. Paul. I think he had enough faith. Lord, heal me, Lord. Lord, heal me. God didn't. Now I believe once someone becomes a follower of Christ, God's gonna bless your life. What blessings look like, I don't know. Most of the time, there are ways money can't touch, but sometimes they are financially. Yet, we put our faith and trust in God, in his sovereignty, we pray like crazy for things, but at the end of the day, we gotta say, God, I trust you, because I have this beetle mentality. I'm gonna run the show. I know what's best for me. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be the power source in my life. Yeah, God, I want to be cool with you and all that, but I really know what's best. I mean, how's that working for you? Mo was on the backside of the desert. I'm talking about Moses. He has this experience with God. God goes, Mo, I want you to go back to Pharaoh's office. My people have been in bondage for 400 years, and I want you to simply look at Pharaoh and say, hey, Pharaoh, let my people go. Mo goes, and Mo stuttered. He was like, who, who, who am I, God, who, to, to do this? And, 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 and he says, who, who, who do I tell Pharaoh sent me? You know what God said? Tell him I am sent you. I am. I am. God, you're the great I am. Whenever I try to be the I am, <laughs> it doesn't work. So what I'm gonna ask for all of us to do 
here and at all of our campuses, I'm gonna ask us to resign from being the power source, the beetle in our lives. Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues with more impactful messages. Together, we'll learn more about the hope and peace Jesus offers. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.